I got it. Lesson 13 is not David's finest hour. As we study this, I'm going to get it in a minute, Sylvia. Just relax. Okay, I know what you're about. She's a helper. She just can't help herself helping. All right, I'm satisfied. Right now, I got it. I can see through the bottom of my bifocals. I got it. Good morning, girls. Glad to see you damn pretty. All right. He experiences, I'm going to call it panic, because that's what I see in him. He seems to forget for this period of time that he could get leadership from God, and he doesn't have any time for prayer. He's on the run. He had men and families depending on him. There's going to be a lot more coming. And Saul was breathing down his neck, and Saul was going to kill him. That's pretty serious. And anybody with him. Saul's troops were so powerful, and they had resources, and they had food, and he didn't. And David knew because David had helped train them. He knew how powerful they were. And nobody was safe from that kind of a menace. We can understand not only that, his parents were in great danger, and his brothers were on the run, and all of that was his fault. He felt all of those things pressing on him. I think he felt so alone. His mind was just filled with anxiety. What were his plans? Well, he didn't know. He just knew he was supposed to run. There was no food, and his men were his responsibility, and they were hungry, and he had to do something. You ever get to the point where you got to do something? He had to do something. What to do? Anything. He just had to act. Boy, is that a setup for a fall. Have you been in a panic ever in your life? You know what happens in your head? Your thoughts just begin to jumble and race, don't they? Your heart begins to pound, and everything just gets all confused. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? This is going to end bad. When we panic, we always think negatively. I'm helpless, you know. My mind's a world. There's not a chance of sleeping tonight. You know, things are so black. This is going to devastate me. That's what panic does to us. Do you know the best thing that you can possibly do when you get to that point is stop. Take some deep breaths. Calm yourself in the Lord. And begin just saying, Lord, if you can't say anything else, just say, Jesus, Jesus. Breathe them in and just stop. Stop running, stop ranting, because we say stuff in a panic we should never say. We'll say it to anybody that's around us. We'll voice it. What am I going to do? This is going to end so bad, you know? There is a power in the universe that has said this to us, and guys, this is holy, almighty God who says this to you. Call upon me, and I will answer thee. And I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. Isn't it amazing that holy God would say that to you and to me? He's, he's saying, in effect, thou knowest not, but I know. And you can have my mind because of that spirit dwelling in you. Are you going to keep running around like a rat, getting an ulcer, sp spreading the panic to everybody that you know? Are, are you going to stop Get on your knees and present your dilemma to the God who says, Girl, in everything, here's what I want you to do. Just re present your request. Present them to me. And I promise you there's going to be some peace. That passes your understanding right now. Don't you wish we'd get that and apply that? Well, David made terrible mistakes in our lesson today because he 
forgot that through the power of God and through the power of God only, he had killed a lion and a bear and a giant. And he resorted to what man can do, and he missed what God could do. So he lies, trying to cover himself, and it caused the death of a whole convent of priests and all of the citizens of a city. Now he's going to have to live with that. A moment of panic, doing what I know to do. And in more panic, then he runs from that right to the gates of the enemy, the Philistines, to Gath of all places, the hometown of Goliath. <laughs> That's where he's going for sanctuary. In our panic, we're not smart, are we? We are not smart. Yet, God in his mercy loved him and spared him, and David when his sense was restored, a time later, said these words, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. That's what he needed for that day. But he didn't have it. But he got it for later. David was so much like you and me, wasn't he? God is patient. Here's the thing about you. God knows your future. When we are acting faithlessly, our mighty God can know way ahead. He knows, however you were acting on that day, that today you would be in a Bible study in the rain seeking him, wanting to know more about him. Got to have more. Got to have more. Had enough of God to know I got to have more. And there's more to be had. There's always more to be had. When David was lying to the priest and running in a panic and lying at the gates of Gath, you think he was writing the Psalms right then? No, 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 no. For a short season, the sweet psalmist of Israel lost his song. The little bird, this woman had, she loved that thing. And it was set on its perch, a little yellow thing, and it had the sweetest little song. And everybody that would come in and say, that's magic. And she'd say, I know. I just listened to him all day long, and it's so beautiful, and he's so wonderful. And one day she was cleaning out his cage with a vacuum hose. She got distracted. <laughs> Jumped onto the floor, turned that thing off, and started tearing the vacuum cleaner across. And, and she, she found him alive in there. He was all covered with dust, and he was a little, you know. She cleaned him up. She put him back on his perch. But here's the promise, the problem with that. He never sang again. He, he lost his song. He was waiting for that great vacuum cleaner out of the sky to come and suck him up again. And he was scared to death for the rest of his life. He stayed on watch as if he could prevent it from happening. Are you connecting? He stayed on watch and didn't sing his song anymore. Silly bird. The devil does that. Steals our song, sucks us up. We've got to shake the dirt off after a bad experience and get up and sing again. That, that little bird was shocked and scared, and he couldn't do what he was created to do. Don't let it happen to you, okay? Sing anyway and look to God. Don't look for vacuum cleaners. Courage comes with songs of praise and with words of praise. Words are so vital. So what? What if it looks like there's a storm on the horizon? Our God is alive, and he is on the throne. Bad reports are always out there, aren't they? 
You can always find a bad report if you're looking for it. It's out there. Get a call from the doctor. Have you ever had that happen? Or lose your job, or your husband lose his job, or your kids lose their job, or your children just going crazy. Anybody have that? Never mind. No hands. God is still in control through all of that. He's working all things. He's working all things. That's what our God does. He's working all things for what? Good. Our God. That's, that's our God. That's the way he is. So David lost it in our lesson today, but later on he gets it together, and he has psalms that come from this experience. We'll be looking at one today. God put, see, God put a new song in his mouth. It was a better song. See, before we get sucked up in the vacuum cleaner of our life, we do have a song. But you know what that better song can be? A song of deliverance. My God did it again. He took the mess that I made, and I'm still walking, and I'm still talking, I'm still praising his name. We can learn from so many examples. The children of Israel had the wrong song in their mouth. Woe is me. What, what are we doing out here, Moses? Why you brought us here to die out in this wilderness? We should have stayed in Egypt. We're going to just die out here in this desert. Well, listen, they became prophets of their own fate because they never saw the promised land. Their words were self-fulfilling. In the midst of your trouble, don't say what the symptoms say or the devil says or the report says because we've got the words of God. Say what God says. Dig them out. Dig them out and say them. Let your mouth speak them. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above anything that we can ask or think. Isn't that good? How? According to the power that's at work in us. Got to know it's there. Got to know it's working. John the Baptist got discouraged. He was there when Jesus made his first appearance. He recognized him, and he said, People, look. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And he got so excited, and then he got to baptize him, and maybe he even saw when that spirit descended. Maybe he even saw that. But then he was in prison, away from Jesus, in the dark, and that's where he got discouraged. And he sent his disciples to say, Are you the one? Jesus, are you the one? In that dark hour, he began to question, isn't that like us? And Jesus said, go and tell John that the blind can see and the cripples can walk and the dead are raised. Go tell him. Jesus was not mad at John. He was not disappointed in John. He knew John through and through. And you know what he said about him after that? He said, of all men born, no one is greater than John. How about that? God's bragging on you. He brags on his kids. That's the way fathers are. You know why? Because he sees you covered in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. He sees you coming back to him, crawling sometimes, but coming back. David's going to learn from this terrible time. In the future lesson, we're going to watch him in a situation that is nothing but despair. He's off with his men. All the wives and all the flocks are back home. And when they get back from the battle, the enemy has come and taken their wives and their children and everything that they have. And his men look at him and say, we need to stone him. David was absolutely alone. And you know what the Bible says? One of my favorite verses in all the Bible. David encouraged himself and the Lord, and went on. Nobody else. Nobody else to help him. But that's what he did. And you know what happened? 
This is so cool. If you read it through, you'll find this happened in less than 72 hours after that. Circumstances completely changed, and David was sitting on the throne. 72 hours later, what seemed like the end, the beginning happened, and he found the throne. You may be a day away from victory. You may be. Brother Wayne and Reba gave me a little boat, and on the sail it's written, Don't tell God how big your storm is. Talk to your storm and say, You don't know how big my God is, because God wants to hear that. Negative words are so easy, aren't they? They just flow. I've, I've been discouraged. If I want to stay that way, I know how to do it. Just keep singing the blues, singing the blues, and I'll just stay down while I have my pity party. You know why they call it a party? Because for a minute, we'll enjoy it. Isn't that awful? But the end result is always sad. God has given me power words if I'll stop my panic and my blues and and sing them. Philippians and Ephesians are full of power words. I can show God my faith. I don't have to understand why something happened. Get over that. You don't have to understand why. We just need to know God's got this. God's got this, and he is in control. God sent fiery serpents to the children of Israel in the wilderness. You know why? Just because of their mouths. That's all. Just because of the words they were saying. So can I say to you this morning, Watch your mouth. Will you accept that from me? Because I'm talking to Beverly Sue, too. All right? We talk self-fulfilling talk. We become what we repeatedly say. That should sober us up about our mouths. Because there's three voices that you can hear. And first is the devil. And he says ugly, negative, faith-killing things. And he blames and he shames and he causes you to fear. Second, we can listen to the voices of other people. Go ahead and check out the news. <laughs> They'll tell you what the world thinks. Check out the media. Words and pictures telling you God isn't relevant anymore. Do what you want. You have the power and the freedom to do as you want. Our third, you got this option. Listen to yourself speaking the word of God. It's a beautiful sound when you talk out loud. When I pray, girls, by myself, I do not pray in my head. I want to hear my own words. I do. I want to hear my own words spoken aloud to the Lord. It's, it's important. I want to praise him and hear the praise. My God's able, but here I am. I'm a temple of the Holy Ghost. That's an amazing thing. Praise needs to happen right here. My Father dwells in me. I can leap over a mountain. You all think I can't talk or walk, but I can leap over a mountain. The Word says so. And I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm more than a conqueror through him. Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible to me because of he who dwells within me. We've all got a perch. Don't sit on your perch with no song. Shake yourself off, clean off the dirt, the vacuum cleaners of the world, and sing that song of deliverance. God will see that it is self-fulfilling in you. Go ahead and tell him how great he is. Just sing. We're going to end this session like this. It's really a sleepy day, and I saw two yawns. Yes, I did. But I saw a bunch of smiles and some head nodding, and I really appreciated that. And I sympathize with you yawners. I really do. But here's what I want you to do. Close your eyes, but do not go to sleep. All right? Just close your eyes. And I want you to try to forget that there are people around you. I want you to do some picturing for me. Just set your mind's eye on God and know that right now he is looking at you. Think of your biggest fear your biggest problem. 
Now, don't be intimidated by a moment of silence here because I want you, there, some of you, your mind now is full of problems. But I'm asking you to zero in on the one that God would bring to you right now. Just focus. I'll shut up and you get it. Get it before God right now. <laughs> 